It was Daisy Pierce, one of the all-time greats when it comes to AFLW footy, uh, has announced her retirement from the game, coming off of that brilliant premiership victory, leading the Ds to the win. I think it was a, a very fitting time to announce her retirement. And uh, probably a lot of people saw it coming, but uh, today it was made official. Joining us down the line to reflect on her career is sports reporter for the West Australian, Eliza Riley. Eliza, good afternoon. Hey, Matt. Um, good to see you and good to be back in the new year to all the Sport FM listeners. But has been a bit of a busy trade period because I'm no longer at the West Australian. I'm at an exciting um, new company called Code Sport, which is just launched in Perth, so all your Eagles and Dockers news where sort of myself and Mark Duffield are the two riders who are going to bring code to life in Perth. So exciting bit of trade news there for you in the off-season. All right, great to hear. Yeah, Code Sports uh, Australia doing great things when it comes to the world of sport. And uh, yeah, apologies. Uh, I've got to give you the right intro now, moving forward. So uh, Eliza <laughs> Riley from Code Sports as we move forward into 2023. Great to hear. Uh, Eliza, uh, let's get into it. Daisy Pierce. She announced her retirement from football uh, earlier on. She's just been such a great of the game, one of the all-time greats, really, when it comes to women's footy. Um, what were your What were your initial thoughts when you heard the news? To be honest, it was sadness. Like like you said in the lead-in, we all sort of knew it could be coming, and it probably was coming. She's definitely at the twilight of her career these past few years, but. At the same time, um, that hasn't reflected in her on-field performance. Like she's been in all Australian teams. Um, she's been, you know, runner-up and winning Melbourne Best and Fairest um, for the club. She's been playing really good football. So, in, in some respects, you could have probably seen her go round again and still put in a very similar um, level of performance as the Demons do look to go back-to-back, but at the same time, she sort of admitted in her press conference today she wasn't sure that, you know, sort of internal drive was as high as it has been, having ticked off that premiership, which was the last item on her footy bucket list with the Demons. So for me personally, a bit of sadness to see such a great of the game and a pioneer of the AFLW, someone who fought so hard to get this competition up and going retire, but it's the time is probably a great one considering she has done it all. Mm, yeah, she certainly has. So so where does she rank uh, when we do talk about the all-time greats of women's footy? Where does she, she rank all-time? It's If you look specifically at the AFLW, we probably haven't seen the best of her on field um, in terms of what we know she's capable of. Like She won 10 premierships for Darabin um, before the AFLW even existed. Back then she was a really, you know, skillful, um, talented midfielder, whereas coming into the AFLW, we've sort of seen her evolve from the midfield, playing defence, um, sort of chasing around some speedy um, forwards, and then she ended her career in attack and um, kicked a lot of goals in the um, past, you know, couple of seasons. So I think if you're looking purely at playing and purely at the AFLW, she probably won't end her career as the best player we've ever seen, but that's just a drop in the ocean in terms of the legacy she's contributed to the whole um, women's football space and industry. I think if you've got to look at it right now as we sit here, I think she's probably done the most out of any woman player um, who's had the opportunity to play AFLW for the code and for the movement of women's football. So a bit of a <laughs> two-edged sword of an answer, mm. but she's 
she can't be underestimated and I think she'll be a very worthy induction into the Australian Rules Hall of Fame when her time does come there. Yeah, uh, you'd think it'd come around pretty quickly uh, as soon as she is eligible. Uh, she's certainly been one of the marquee names and hasn't just done it on the field, Eliza. She's done it off the field as well. She provides such great analysis and now obviously she's moving into a coaching position, which we'll talk about in a sec. But, you know, she's she's been such a marquee name of women's footy uh, over the past however many years. Yeah, exactly. And her, you know, commentary and special insights on Channel 7 have been really remarkable and she's been rewarded for that with awards and recognition um, from her peers, both within um, the industry and outside externally as well. I mean, us, the viewers who are lucky enough to hear her insights because she just manages somehow to take these extremely complex and convoluted football ideas and strategy and break it down for the layman. So I've really enjoyed her in that role. But as you sort of touched on, it sounds like we're not going to see that anymore because she is moving into coaching, which is her newfound passion. So how do you think she'll she'll fit into that role as, as a coach, as part of the Geelong Football Club? How do you think she'll go as a, as a, as a coach? I think it's definitely the right move for her and it's definitely her future. Um, you, all the things you hear about Daisy is, A, she's fantastic at relationship building and maintaining relationships with players, which is exactly what you need from a coach. But secondly as well, she's got such a fantastic football brain. Um, we've seen it on field and she's sort of been basically a coach already um, to her teammates at Melbourne. So combining those two things together, I think you've got the prototype for a pretty special coach and um, being, you know, relatively new out of the game as well, even though, you know, there are distinct differences between the men's landscape and the women's AFLW. I think that gives her um, a layer of credibility and relatability to the Geelong players. And, you know, she's a reigning Premier Solidae, so I think they'll respond pretty well to her and they all respect her highly already and she hasn't even started at the club. So where does she leave the Dees um, now? Obviously, coming off that premiership, she has announced her retirement. It's going to be maybe a bit of a different-looking side heading into the new season. Where does that leave Melbourne? Uh, would they still be the favourites as we head towards next year, or are there other teams on the rise? I think Melbourne, they still have a relatively young list, which is hard to believe, saying about the Premiership side, but there's still some really young, exciting talent sort of um, still finding their feet at AFLW level who came into the side this season and probably played bigger roles than they were expected to, people like Tully Gillard in defence. So I think they've still got a really exciting future, the Demons, but Daisy does leave a massive hole. Um, But I guess what it's going to take is those other sort of players and leaders to step up and maybe do pretty much double what they were doing to try and fill this hole that Daisy's leaving. So I think the Demons, they'll definitely be right up there in terms of premiership contention, but I still really like Brisbane and obviously finishing runner-up in a grand final. They've just been there and thereabouts for years and years. So I do like um, Brisbane as well. Speaking to Eliza Riley from Code Sports Australia uh, here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Eliza, let's get into the Fremantle Dockers as we head towards the, the new season in the AFLW. Coming off the back of, of last season, Trent Cooper uh, did exit as the head coach. And, well, the Dockers, they're still on the lookout for a new head coach. Are they any closer to figuring out who that may be? Yeah, I think they're 
Yes, it's been a bit of an interesting off-season um, for Fremantle, obviously parting ways with Trent and um, not renewing his contract despite his sort of success in taking the club to final series. But it sounds like they have, you know, made big strides in terms of finding his replacement. So I guess essentially in mid-December, the club went to the market with the role and put a, um, you know, advertisement up on Seek uh, to try and get as many applicants as they could from a broad range of, you know, different communities and competitions from around Australia. And that um, application process closed last week and they've sort of started their first phase of interviews um, on Monday and Tuesday this week. So definitely movements um, that have been made and they're speaking to people and um, finding a bit about um, their applicants. So we're, we're closer, but we're still not quite there yet. Do you think they'll go with someone that, is tried and true, or do you think they'll go with a relatively new and inexperienced coach? It's a tough question because the the playing list is quite established at Fremantle. They've got, you know, a really strong sort of core group of players who probably could lead the way if they did choose to go sort of inexperienced coach at AFLW level. I think the main thing is just someone who's good at relationships and relationship building because, they will have to um, come into quite a difficult, I guess, environment having sacked a coach essentially and trying to, you know, be that person to lift the morale a bit and convince everyone that it's all okay and the club's on the right track. So I think injuries really hit Freo hard as well. So the new coach will sort of expect a healthier list, which will definitely help off the bat. But if you do look at I guess the pool we have here in WA, there's not really that many people out there who do have, you know, tried and true AFLW experience mm-hmm. um, consistently since the competition's exception. So I think based on that and the sort of lack of that tried and true person, you probably do lean towards someone who maybe is a bit untried at AFLW level but has proven themselves in other levels. All right, well, it will be interesting to see which way they do go for, uh, what is it, season number eight of the AFLW. Uh, Eliza, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting on the program for the first time in 2023, uh, part of the new team at Code Sport Australia. So look forward to chatting uh, across the year, and uh, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Matt. See ya.